Can you say cerveza? It's time for the beer podcast, Morty. Worst beer podcast ever. Steve and Adam. Ah, funny guys. Hop Nation USA, beer podcast leaders for over five years. It's episode 248 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. It is. And it's just me and Adam hanging out, doing beer things. Mm-hmm. This week, we have a theme. We do. And the theme is we're going to audition some summertime drinkers. Yes. Because we need to figure out what are we doing for the summertime. So now is when we have the candidates lined up and we through, go through a battery of tests. Yeah. We pick three beers. These are all new beers to us as they are new every week, pretty much. So we're going to test out these three beers. Maybe one of them will come down as our summertime drinker for the 2022. Crowned the victor. Get the get the Hop Nation USA stamp of approval. This is your summertime beer. You can get that right next to your douche approved stamp. Yeah. You go down Mondays, get your douche approved stamp. Go down where, I don't know the nearest distributor in that area. <laughs> I don't either. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. McMurray's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just go in that area and, you know, get some beer that we stamp approved but then also get you douche approved stamp actually if you want to get some monday's brew and go down to the washington wild things yeah uh because they got some uh, collaborations going on with the washington wild things oh fun uh, so you can get some mondays at the ballpark right well check that out too mondays isn't on this show though <laughs> no no but you know hey we'll shout them out <laughs> yeah we'll shout them out but they're not on this show so they, yeah. they're not in contention and you know what we'll actually shout out an actual baseball team here in the area oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about that other team. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> that is the proper response, Steve. Yes. Yeah. But uh, our first contender mm-hmm. for the for this episode to find out the summer drinker of 2022. It's a it's a new brewery and this is to the area, to the area. Yes. And that's why I brought it on because you know this is 2022, so you got to go with hype and FOMO. You got to check out hype and FOMO. You have, to, you have to enter it into the equation. That's <laughs> true. You know? And so, like, maybe everybody this summer is going to be all about Dewey beer. Dewey beer? Dewey beer. You know, from near Dewey Beach. In Delaware? In Delaware, yes. Nice. Yeah. Was that the Blue Hen State? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. It's the tax haven state is yeah, what it is. It's the, it's the Shell Corporation <laughs> state is what it is. But uh, yeah, Dewey Beer is new to our area, but they are pretty hype and people love them a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. So I picked up a beer that I thought spoke to me on a Western Pennsylvania level. Yeah. It is called the Hot Sauce Sandwich. And uh, the only reason why it speaks to me is because of the label. It is a pretty sweet label. It's a it's definitely like a 70s throwback, mm-hmm. like art style. And it has a bunch of, it appears to be hot sauces, but it could also just be condiments. Right. Yeah. And they're all in a race. That is very uh. familiar. <laughs> it's just very familiar, you know, iconography for us. So, yeah, I'm okay with a hot sauce race. See, I was thinking, I was going in a different direction with the anthropomorphic uh, hot sauce bottles or condiment bottles. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it looked like the uh, the old timey, uh, you know, let's all go to the oh, the intermission. Let's yeah. all go to the, yeah. Yeah, it could be that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And get ourselves a snack. Right. And that snack is a hot sauce sandwich. Yes. Uh, but the uh, the beer itself, and this is what Dewey is known for, I think, the most. Uh, they are known for their IPAs. And their decimal system. Sure. And this is a 8.5% IPA. 
How much? 8.5%. Okay. ABV. All right. Yeah. I'm going to flex on some nerds with this. Yeah. So it's, it's a little big. Maybe it's too big for a summer drinker, but it is hopped with Pacific Gem, Simcoe, and Mosaic hops. That damn Simcoe. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, I think you know, Mosaic's going to do a lot of the heavy lifting on the bitterness and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But maybe we'll get some good piney boy notes. Piney boy notes. Yeah. There you go. There is no peppers or hot sauce in this. No, which is kind of disappointing. This is this is the common complaint I have with like bullshit IPAs <laughs> in that they're always like, it's hot sauce sandwich. It's $60 nachos. And it's like, you don't have any of those things in there. Right. Don't call it food that's not there. Yeah, don't use that. Yeah. Don't, t- don't try to draw me in <laughs> with something like that. You make it confusing enough because then there's enough beers out there that have all the shit in it that they talk about. Right. <laughs> I don't. I don't need this added pressure. Right in my yeah. life. Yeah. Don't call. I don't know. Don't, don't call it hot sauce when pepper beers exist. Right. And then you don't have peppers in it. Also, why is the red bottle out at front? Because he's winning. You think it would be in the back? Because then it would have to catch up. <sighs> it's hot sauce, not catch up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get the yellow one. The yellow one is what throws me. Uh, see, that one might be. I was thinking some sort of like a mustard based. Uh, barbecue sauce from, you know, like Carolina barbecue. But I think you have to go, they're all hot sauces. So then that's maybe like a pineapple or a mango habanero. Uh, what's the one that Yellowbird makes? They make a, a good yellow one. Mm, not sure. I know that. Actually, I just like Yellowbird yeah, in I do, general. I do like Yellowbird. Their, their blue agave sriracha is pretty decent. I have not had that one. I'm I also like their ghost it. pepper. Their ghost pepper is yes. much better. But yeah. The yellow one is what throws me and makes me think mustard. Well, maybe maybe it's a hot mustard. We don't it know. Might be. I don't know. That looks like a relish. This one here in the back, that's like banana pepper sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's a light duty hot sauce. Yeah, that one goes on your Chicago dogs. <laughs> yeah, you know you know what? If we're gonna have Chicago dogs, we should have a beer with it, like this one. Sure, let's like, pour it up. Yes, this does not look like a hot. So, what was that? A hot, hot sauce. sauce sandwich? Yeah. It doesn't look like one at all. It looks like a beer. Yeah, it looks like an IPA. False advertising. It, uh, it's cloudy. It's hazy. It has a decent head to it, though. Yeah. It, nice yeah. fluffy head on it. Yeah, the head is very fluffy. It's very white. Mm-hmm. A nice kind of tight pack of bubbles, but also it has like the big ones as well. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a decent amount of wheat Could be. in this. Could be more than likely. I mean, if it's an eight and a half... Fucking giant IPA nowadays. Mm-hmm. Probably includes some wheat or oat somewhere. Or along oat. That's right. We along the way. And we won't disparage against our oat friends. The nose is fresh. It is. It, yeah, it, it doesn't jump out at you, though. No. I'm getting mostly mosaic, as I suspected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, I'm having trouble smelling properly. Like in general? Well, I just washed my hands. Oh. The soap I used... Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's like very coconutty, and I don't think that's a part of this. No, I don't believe it is either. Although I could see this with a little bit of coconut in it. Right, yeah. Say, I've got some fast orange downstairs if you need to get some citrus. No, no. I'm pretty sure this is pretty good on citrus. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hazy IPA. I just drank some. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you, buddy. I'm I'm trying to piece through it. (laughs) So it's like. I'm going to bow out. But it's your job to talk while I try to think through it. (laughs) Understood. So. I'll let I'll let Steve decipher a little bit. Yeah, it this is a hazy IPA, and I'll be honest, it doesn't excite me. That shouldn't surprise anybody because these beers don't excite me to begin with. 
Yeah, I... This doesn't... And honestly, I don't know that this is that exciting of a beer. I'm not blown away either. No. It's it's fine, right? It, it is. It is. It, it is certainly not enough for me to poo-poo Dewey. I would try some of their other offerings. I'd, I'd like to get into some of their stouts or maybe a sour offering. Mm-hmm. Because let's be honest, I don't like this. Uh, I don't like the style to begin with. So deck was stacked for me to begin with. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not getting a whole lot. Not a whole anything. Lot of anything. But, but yeah, I'm getting like uh, I'm. Di- I'm getting the mosaic notes that I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Like I'm getting the bitterness. I'm getting that little bit of grapefruit. Simcoe. I, I always associate with like pine, and you know West Coast IPA styles. Right. But I'm not getting. I'm not really getting that kind of feel for it. Uh, Pacific Gem is the one that's a little unfamiliar to me. And I'd like to know like what they're tasting. What their deal is? Yeah, what's their deal? So apparently they're a New Zealand hop. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So, and, and I'm on the uh, the old untapped. Uh, apparently with over 500 check-ins, it is sitting right at four out of five units. Mm. Stars or caps or whatever the hell those are supposed to be. Mm. So... People like it. Sure. I am not people. <laughs> so the Pacific Gem is apparently a, uh, it's actually a cousin of the Fuggle. Oh. Mm-hmm. It, it's been led astray. Yeah. Come it's, back to the Fuggle family. Yeah, it's a New Zealand cousin of the Fuggle and really a derivative mm-hmm. of it because it's like a, it's a cross blend between cone hops, cluster hops, and fuggle hops. Gotcha. So it's much more of like a bittering mm-hmm. hop than it is for any sort of specific flavor. I'm curious how much they use because I don't find this to be particularly bitter either. Well, no, but I, remember, it's an eight and a half big IPA. True. So, true. It's, it's, so it's just kind of doing some lifting. Yeah. Yeah. Doing some lifting and balancing for the flavors that you're going to get with the Mosaic hops, and mm-hmm. I feel like Simcoe probably doesn't factor too much into this. You know what? I I think this is the beer that non-beer drinkers think of when they hear craft beer. This beer right here. Maybe. Because the thing is, this one isn't that, like, I think you're, th- I, I see where you're coming from. Just because this is so down the middle. Right. Like, it's not overly bitter. It's not overly, you know, like, I don't know. It doesn't push the boundaries too, too far. Exactly. But it's still way different from a macro. Yeah. But I, I feel like that's not what people think of as craft anymore. Nobody knows what craft is anymore. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody knows. Exactly. That's why I don't think people think of this anymore. <laughs> like, I think they they think of beers that look like this, mm-hmm. but they have no idea what it tastes like. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> they, they just think of, like, super bitter, mm-hmm. and maybe they think of, like, a grapefruit, maybe... But I, mean, I feel I feel like people who don't know beer actually don't know what they're thinking. Of. I wouldn't mind if this had a little bit more grapefruit in it. I wouldn't mind if it had something mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah, like I I was really wishing for a whole big like piney explosion. Yeah, like some, something piney, something herbaceous. So I guess you just had to get Logyard in here to the rescue. Oh yeah, Log yeah, <laughs> Logyard would do me right, but yeah, <laughs> the pride of Kane. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, this one just doesn't, uh, I don't know, it doesn't excite me, and no, I'm not terribly happy about what I paid for. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I didn't pay a whole lot for it. Like, I didn't pay something crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't It wasn't one of those Drecker or fucking... It's not an $8 imprint, can. Yeah, imprint 
$8 can, yeah. It wasn't but, one of those, but it's just like, I can get better for cheaper. Yeah. And more local. Yeah. So. And, and, and I think with Dewey, uh, I am certainly not going to write them off. This is not a bad beer. No. But I, I want to try something else from it's, them. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why? Yeah, like this really isn't, this really isn't better than like the toppling Goliath mosaic. Mm-hmm. And the toppling Goliath mosaic isn't super special on its own either. So like, what's the point of like importing either of those into, I'm not super impressed at the moment with Dewey, so I don't get the hype or the FOMO. But I'm not uh, upset with it either. No, I'm not mad at it no. or anything. It's just, it's just that thing of like in Pittsburgh, we have an abundance yeah. of good things. Mm-hmm. So if, if this had showed up, say in, I can't even say Youngstown, but if it was say Blairsville. Sure. Yeah. You know, okay, all right. Yeah, Blairsville might get really excited about this. Or Altoona. <laughs> Altoona might get excited about this. Uh, yeah, State, Col- they, State College, I got Shy Bear right yeah. around the corner. Yeah, State, yeah they, right. got, they got Shy Bear and Rusty Rail in that area. So you got to think, like, how many of those things are getting into the right. and Elk Creek, as we learned about last week. That's true. <laughs> so you got to think about, like, what's the distro in those areas. Yeah, like, never mind that. Maybe Altoona's got this covered, too. Yeah, this. I mean... That's the thing with beer nowadays is like it's so proliferated. It's everywhere. You know, if this showed up in 2007, people would have their pants blown off. They would. <laughs> they would. I would even go as far as say 2014 or 2015. Yeah. 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 Sure. But but now. Eh, but now it's kind of it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's fine. I don't. I don't hate it. I don't. Um, I'll. I'll give it a good note. <laughs> yes. We're being very kind of like blase. We are. I'll give it a good note in that it doesn't taste like an eight. Eight and a half? No, it does not. So no, it does not. Yeah. Like previously said, I would try something else by them. I want. I want to give them another chance. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not bad. It's just. It's just not impressive. That's all. Yeah. Exactly. So let's move on. Mm -hmm. News notes and eight. Yes. Uh, where 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 do you want to start? Uh, I'll start. Uh, how about Oklahoma? Okay, we'll go to Oklahoma. Yeah, this is a bit of a quick one. Uh, and this is for all you uh, your you Okies out there uh, that want to go visit the Quick Trip. For those that are not aware, Quick Trip is uh, the Midwest version of Sheets or Wawa. Mm-hmm. It is a convenience store, a store of convenience. Or if you're listening in Texas, it's their the Bucky's. Bucky's, <laughs> except like quarter sized, right? Because Bucky's <laughs> are massive. Well, yeah, Bucky's is an event. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, but they are going to start. Uh, they actually have already started. Uh, they have implemented in at least three stores in Tulsa uh, ID-locked beer fridges. Dope. So, they, and they are doing this to curb underage drinking. Mm-hmm. So to be able to open the door on the beer fridge, you have to swipe your ID. Sure. To say, I am of age to access this alcohol. Sure, yeah. So I found that very interesting. I, and I, I'm honestly kind of surprised by your reaction. How so? I figured that uh, you would found that to be a bit of an overreach. No. Wow. <laughs> I am I am floored. I mean, it's an overreach in the sense that we just shouldn't have a drinking age anyway. Well. So, <laughs> so but like, once I get past that baseline <laughs> of my own bizarre <laughs> anarchistic, <laughs> anarchistic fucking views, like, yeah, whatever. It's so much less hassle. Well, not necessarily. Because they are still going to check ID at the counter. Mm. Eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so they are trying that out in three stores in Tulsa. Uh, sort of test batches. Yeah. 
you know, test bed to see if they like it. Yeah. Uh, with plans to expand later on. But I am blown away by your reaction. Eh. That's the news now. I don't think I don't think that like it's not. I don't think it's like data collecting and holding on because I mean I hope not. They'd be doing it already at the register. That is true. That is true. So. I guess I'm used to. <laughs> Well, I'm used to not getting Carter to begin with. Well, uh, when you buy beer at Giant Eagle, they mm-hmm. scan your card. That is true. That is. Yeah. Tr- it's been a while since I've been there. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, but I buy I buy at the Eagle pretty regularly because I get my mix of six societies. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they always scan the back of your card. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I just don't see that as anything. You don't find that as as overreach as corporate overreach. Nah, nah. As long as they're not just collecting data off the back of your card, right? And like, oh, this is who likes alcohol. Let's send that to people who want to advertise alcohol to them. Now that I would be genuinely upset with. Yeah, that's a problem because that's just a problem throughout the whole world of people taking your fucking data and then trying to sell you things. Right. And reinforce your bad fucking habits. Yes. For example, <laughs> drinking alcohol. Right. Out of the quick trip cooler. Yeah. <laughs> Sending you coupons or showing you ads to remind you, hey, go pick up that mm-hmm. six pack of fucking Mike's Hard Icy... Blue razzmatazz. <laughs> uh, so apparently how it works is you swipe your card and then you choose which door you want to have open. Mm. So like I would like to open door number three. Boop. Yeah. I've Ka-choo. seen I've seen uh similar technology in a way. Okay. And they're like I think it was like tested at a seven eleven maybe. But they're coolers that show you everything that's in the cooler. I have seen that before, yeah. Yeah. So that's like, and that also might have been tested at Sheets as well. Uh, or Wawa, one of the two. If it was Sheets, it would have been the one, again, in Altoona. In Altoona. They're, get, they're getting a <laughs> lot of press this episode. <laughs> twice now. Nobody said Altoona twice in an hour. <laughs> Not even people from Altoona say twice. <laughs> We're putting the two in Altoona. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, so, yeah, it's, it's an interesting technology. Mm-hmm. And I think it's worth, I mean, they'll test it now. And then maybe it'll go into like one of those goof ass Amazon stores where it is unmanned. Yeah. And then you can just swipe a cooler. And then because you swiped your card. Right. You can take things out of it. And then you just walk out of that unmanned store. I I, I would feel much more comfortable with it if I knew that my data wasn't being collected. Right. Sure. And you being used <laughs> against me or being sold off. Yeah. You know. But the other thing is that, I mean, it's also your credit card does it to you, too. This Freeze is your credit. Cash, baby. Yeah. Straight like, cash. Like your debit does it. Like I bought fucking popsicles at Walmart one time mm-hmm. on my debit. And then just immediately like the next day, I saw ads for those exact popsicles. Which is dumb. So it's like either PNC is selling my information or Walmart or both. Probably both. And you then know? they saw, oh, two entities yeah. picked out popsicles. Yeah. And then spray you with popsicle ads. Right. Which is dumb because you already bought the popsicles. Yeah. And they tie it to the email that is on my Instagram, which is the email that is tied to my card. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just, I don't know. We live in a hellscape. So let's move on to how it gets worse. Oh, good. <laughs> but also funny. Oh, good. Very funny. Okay. So we had that segment not too long ago where we just bashed the shit out of NFTs. Because they deserved it. Right. And it was because Bud was launching Mm -hmm. another round of their own NFTs. Right. Of like musical artists never, but nobody's ever fucking heard of. Mm -hmm. But they're like, hey, you can get NFTs and then like have a Zoom call if you get the lucky one. (laughs) The super gold. Yeah. Or whatever the devil it was. If you get the gold one, then you can have a one-on-one Zoom call with your favorite 
artist, I guess. <laughs> your favorite artist of these 12 that we pre-selected? <laughs> we'll talk to ones that you actually want. Uh, but yeah, so obviously it's got to make its way into craft beer now. Quote craft beer. Quote unquote. Yeah. It works so well for Anheuser-Busch big parent company. Oh, no. That I guess it's going to work for Goose Island. <laughs> oh, Because they are, they are putting out the uh, Bourbon County uh, Barrel NFT. Really? Grandmaster Collection. Oh. Whatever it's called. <laughs> and it's ba- it basically works almost the exact same way as the Bud NFT release. Mm-hmm. Except for, like, you get... It, there are like three levels. Okay. And there's one special gold card. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. What they, do you get with that? Again, this is all, it's all fucking trading cards, mm-hmm. you know, but more expensive for no reason. And you don't get to physically hold them. Yeah. You don't get to physically hold them. Although, sort of. I'm listening. If you get this one of the special, uh, there's three levels there's select, reserve, and one very special 24 karat gold. Ooh. If you get any of the special reserve mm-hmm. cards, they will send you a digital frame what? that will play the NFT animation for you, so you can you can watch it. Why? 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 <laughs> to, because you have a bar in your basement, and you have to set it up on in the background of your bar, so your friends come over and they say, "Ooh, what is that?" And you explain that that's your Goose Island NFT. That's, <sighs> and then they get all jealous. Do they? No, they don't. But that's the that's, that's the, the idea. Uh, yeah, that's the idea behind it. <sighs> I mean, that's a whole lot of nut swinging mm-hmm. for Goose Island. Yeah, yeah. So they're releasing two thousand and two hundred and two tokens. Two thousand and twenty-two. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, they're doing. You know, like I said, they they have selected levels. If you get and and like, if you're listening on a Friday, as you should, then. They go on sale today at 4 p.m. Eastern. Okay. So you can get in and buy some. And then I believe like May 20th, they'll they'll reveal like what one you got. Oh, so you don't even know which one you got when you bought it. You just plunk down your 20 bucks and and then a week later. Right. (laughs) You you figure out how much you you got fleeced. Right. (laughs) And again, these will... Like the Bud series, mm-hmm. these will cost three hundred and ninety nine dollars. No, yes. <laughs> uh, who is going to buy them? This, so, I feel like this whole NFT thing is also just taking off of the like video game culture. How do you figure? So, video games, especially mobile games, have turned their businesses like the way they make money. Mm-hmm. They've turned it to focus on whales. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Casino whales, Mm -hmm. as you would know them. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Not, you know, the rarity beer whales that we rarely have on this show. (laughs) We can't afford it. We're not paying that much for a half-hour experience. (laughs) So, the the way video games do it now is they they just basically set these high goals and they target their most diehard of fans. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you're on like, I don't know, if you're on like Angry Birds or Clash of Clans or Top War or whatever, yeah, they'll sell these packs that are like $99 a piece. Mm-hmm. And then they like that's that person, you know, those couple people who just buy that to win. Yeah. You know, in that pay to win system, 
Those are the whales. Those are the people they're focusing on. Those are the ones that pay the bills. Right. Everything else is gravy. Right. You know, the kid that pays five bucks to beat that one level. Exactly. That's not what their target is. Yeah. So it's it's no longer about trying to reach a mass audience. Mm. It's about trying to fleece your dedicated, you know, your most dedicated fans. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's, try, it's trying to drain them of the most money rather than try to pull in like, you know, little bits amount of money from everywhere. Right. That's gross. It is it's totally gross. That is gross. Um, it's totally gross because like, so if you get the select level cards, it was totally okay. unclear, but they're like, you get access to extra merch. Oh, an opportunity to give them more money. Right. <laughs> That's the way it very much read to me. It didn't seem like you were getting free things. It seemed like very much you were getting access to buy things. And they're catering. Yeah. So they're catering to exclusivity. Yeah. So, so it's kind of like, it's 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 like a litmus test in a way because if you spend that four hundred dollars, mm-hmm. then you've already proven that you're <laughs> that into Bourbon County stuff. Which I don't know that I've ever met anybody that is. Neither have I. I don't. Yeah, I don't know anybody who's into that. No, I know people that have bought it. I know people that have drank it. Right. But I don't know anybody that has you know has gotten all the bottles. It's got verticals going back. You know. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. X amount of years. Exactly. I don't know anybody that owns any <laughs> Goose Island merch. Um, no, I think Sam has a Goose Island shirt. Does he? Yeah. Uh, okay. But uh, I think that shirt, was... that shirt might even date pre-sale to AB InBev. So, okay. Because Sam, Sam was a big uh, Goose Island fan way before they... Really this is sold, true. So. That is true. And if, if you are just now listening to the show, that is Sam, one of our <laughs> previous hosts. Yeah. <laughs> previous host, Sam. Yeah, because we, we went to the Goose Island Tap Room in 2013 when we went to Riot Fest. Ah, that's correct. So, like yeah, I, I don't, di- I didn't dislike their product, and I still like you know some of the more rarer stuff. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I had some I had some Bourbon County over uh, over Christmas last year. Yeah. My brother had a bottle. You yeah, know, it was like fifteen bucks on the shelf. Yeah, and he snagged it. And <laughs> yeah, it was like thanks, brother. Yeah, and we shared it. It was it was good. It yeah. was good. But uh, I don't know anybody that that you know tweaks over it. Yeah, there's nobody left. But they're they're that's what this is for. It's the test to see who is. Go right ahead. Because if they can find 2,022 people. And that's all it takes. Right. That's all it takes. And then they've got their money for the thing. Right. And they are a nationwide brand. They'll find 2,200 people. Right. Or 2,020. However. Yeah. Less than 3,000. Yeah. And then they have. So those those higher end tokens. Mm -hmm. There are only 30. um, There's only 30 of them overall. Okay. And so like of those 30, they each get. Uh, they each get access to buying um, the, the this year's release. Okay. And I think the gold one gets free bottles. So of the the four hundred you said there were no two thousand twenty two of two thousand twenty two only one gets actual merchandise out of it. Thirty get actual merchandise. Okay. All right. The the one gets everything. The grand prize. Yeah, the grand prize, which is also like access to a VIP tasting event. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like you get a one on one with the brewers at Goose Island and Okay. Yeah. And so you get all that. And then the silver level gets that frame, like I said. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they all get like bottles and shit. So it's not for me. It's not for you. It's, it's not no, for any of us. No, it's not. It's not. It's just for those people. Let them. The the one culture this taps into though, that is kind of uh, regardless of craft beer, mm-hmm. is just the general crypto NFT bro <laughs> culture. 
And it's going down in flames. If you've been paying any attention to the news, <laughs> crypto is losing its ass and it's hilarious. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, yeah, crypto is fucking tanking. Peeping, people, peeping. <laughs> <laughs> people are just losing like life sa- savings over this. Yeah. And like you should, in a way, feel bad for that. But the people I've seen like getting hosed on the internet about this are also just like really condescending right shit heels because like one of the big things about nft and crypto bros are they're always like well poor people make poor decisions keep on being poor bro and it's like now you're poor now you're destitute welcome to our level again (laughs) you've lost everything you can't even pay the fees to liquidate what you have Mm -hmm. go fuck yourself we're all gonna laugh at you for a minute and but you then, deserve it. Yeah, but then maybe we'll figure out a, a way to regulate this. <laughs> right. But yeah, they figured out why there's a reason there is regulation. Yeah, yeah. And then like you, you have this culture that's being pandered to by Goose Island, by AB InBev. Mm-hmm. And they're obviously trying to make some money off of those people. Absolutely. And they're I don't know if they're banking on them being the main uh, uh, contributor to selling these tokens or not. Right. But like, if they are like these tokens are fucking worthless. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. They are literally worthless. Like the ones that are popular or were popular mm. earlier last year, the board apes and shit. Yeah. Those aren't, they're selling for like hundreds of dollars after being paid for, for by thousands. Right. And, and, and that's the other thing. Yes. It is still an NFT. But after this whole Goose Island thing is done, who's going to rebuy them? Yeah, that yeah, exactly. You know, who is going to say, "Oh, I was 2023 on the list. I just missed out." Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to buy this NFT for an extra 500 bucks. Yeah, nobody's going on OpenSea and like claiming the tokens. Right. It's it, it is insane and one of the grossest things in the language explaining the nfts on the goose island website uh-huh is there's a faq okay and it says what can i do with my nft <laughs> okay and it, and it says you can trade it you can collect them or you can sell them uh, 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 <laughs> you can sell your nfts <laughs> uh, and like and it's gross because one of just how douchey that language mm-hmm. is but two, like, the longer you hold on to these things, they're not going to increase in value. They they are this era's pogs. Yeah, yeah. They're super expensive pogs. Yeah. Incredibly expensive pogs. And I still own my pogs. I can hold my pogs in my hand. I can get them in five minutes. Can you do that with your NFTs? No. <laughs> I win. My pogs are superior. We all win with pogs. That's right. Do NFTs have slammers? No. <laughs> Dude, I cannot wait for like us to descend into the Fallout the universe mm-hmm. where like in Fallout, the main currency is bottle caps. Right. Because like money is just fucking made up. Right. So it doesn't matter what you have. Mm-hmm. I want us to fall into the Fallout universe <laughs> where pogs are a currency. <laughs> I got eight pogs. Can I get a tank of gas? Yeah. <laughs> I got you two house and an OJ. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right this way, sir. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, this whole thing is just disgusting because like the only reason why these shits are $400 is because they have to pay some Chinese warehouse to process the computing power mm-hmm. of 
you know, making sure that these all fit on the blockchain. Like, you know, is, is this verified on the blockchain? Right. And oh, by the way, that's destroying our environment. Right. Yeah. Well, because Great. because they're literally warehouses and factories that produce nothing but verification. Right. Do you know what we used to have? We used to have certificates <laughs> of authenticity. <laughs> they used to come with comic books and fucking autographs. It was great. It was a good system. Yeah, it was a fine system, <laughs> which also made me laugh. It made me start thinking about that because one of the things you can buy as special merch with this NFT garbage okay. is like they'll sell you the uh, Bourbon County tap handles okay, that are autographed by the brewers. And it's like, oh, well, how are you going to authenticate that? Does it come with a certificate of authenticity? <laughs> Does it say one of 112? <laughs> you fucking shit. <laughs> I mean, that is kind of cool to be able to have a Bourbon County tap handle. I would never use it. Right. But it'd be kind of cool to have. If, sure. If you have like a basement bar mm -hmm. and, you know, it's a fun thing to have. I'm not, I, I wouldn't begrudge anybody who wanted to buy that. Agreed. Agreed. I, I begrudge fucking Goose Island who charges you $400 to have the ability to buy one. Of right. Those. That's $400 to get in the door. Yeah. And then you got to go to the bar. Yeah. That's scumbag fuck yeah. shit. Like, yeah. just buy a raffle ticket. Same thing. It's the same <laughs> like, thing. Why, why can't you just sell raffle tickets for this shit? Why do you have to, like, get into this worthless energy drain? Because it's what's in. Well... As of two weeks ago, that it was in. Now yeah, it's we'll see. Yeah. it's on the way out. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how much longer this goes. But like, yeah, it is it is hilarious that they announced that they're doing this the same time that these markets are just fucking shitting. They they're, are tanking. They are amber hurting. <laughs> oh no, my bed, my bed. They are leaving mad grumpies all over. Yes, they are. So, yeah. <sighs> Fuck you, Goose Island, but also more importantly, fuck you, EB and Bev. Yeah. Yeah, moving yeah, on. There you go. <laughs> uh, I've got one more quick hitter here. Uh, we, we spent some time on that, so this is just a, a quick one. Uh, Bushlight. Yeah. John Deere. Okay. They're doing a collaboration. Interesting. Yes, they are. Uh, it is what is called the For the Farmers campaign. Hmm. Uh, it is a special can design. They're going to have John Deere tractors on a Bushlight can. Sure. Uh, and every package that is sold... Uh, Bush is going to donate a dollar to the For the Farmers uh, Foundation, which helps with uh, keeping farmers out of the red. Hmm. Uh, and John Deere said they would match. So up to $200,000 uh, will be going to the foundation. And on top of that, uh, Kevin Harvick, uh, NASCAR Cup driver, who is sponsored by Bush, yeah. uh, will have the For the Farmers campaign on his car this weekend at Kansas Motor Speedway. Hmm. It's actually a good-looking car. Interesting. I, I looked at it earlier today. It's a good-looking car. That being said, I don't like Bush Light, and I don't like John Deere. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, let's see. Well, John Deere just got through, like, some sort of fucking strike. Oh, no. I, I, I'm I happy for the strike. Oh, yeah. No, I'm happy for I'm happy for any strike. Fuck companies. It's funny. <laughs> but um, are, uh, maybe you know or not. Is, uh, is John Deere uh, for right to repair? They're not. They are not. They, I didn't think so. And, and that's why I, I, I cannot back John Deere. I used yeah. to be a John Deere man. I have a John Deere hat in my closet right mm -hmm. now. Can't back him anymore yeah. because that's exactly correct. They have been fighting right to repair tooth and nail yeah. uh, to the point that uh, to be able to uh, 
repair an industrial uh, John Deere tractor, you have to have an authorized John Deere uh, repairman or technician come out to your farm, which is completely contradictory to what they're trying to do with this campaign. Right. Uh, because if a farmer's tractor is down, they can't make money. Yeah. And they got to wait, you know, days for a technician to come out and go, boop, 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 done. Yeah, they got to wait. They have to uh, pay, I'm sure, an exorbitant, yep. you know, like however much they gouge you. Because it's the same thing as like Apple products. Absolutely. Apple fucking, I, Apple used to gouge you, just like charge you 30 bucks just to be able to speak to somebody. Mm -hmm. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, it and is. And like, again, Apple's another anti-right to repair right. company. So, so, so Bush Light, obviously, because, you know, their parent company. Right. I think we just talked about them. Yeah, we might have just said a thing or two about a thing or two. <laughs> and John Deere, although they did do something cool over in the Ukraine. Okay. Be because they remotely disabled a whole bunch of John Deere tractors that were seized by the Russian army. Yeah, I was very conflicted on that one. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's super conflicting. I yeah. don't like that. Just because that shows they can do that anytime. Uh, it, right. <laughs> it's like, okay, this one time you did it for good. Right. You did it for good well, this time, but then the next time when you want to starve out farmers. Mm -hmm. And also just another, uh, I don't, see, I, I didn't read enough about this story and, you know, get into it, but you said like John Deere is willing to match up to 200,000, right? Mm -hmm. Correct. So at most 400,000 can go to this farmer's thing. Mm -hmm. Farms are way more like... Mm -hmm. And they're already subsidized by the government a lot of the time. Right. So, like, where, what does this 400000 really pay for? Does it pay for, like, legal fees? Does it pay, or does it just pay for people? To, I don't, I don't to, think it's a direct payment or anything like to that. To work at that uh, foundation. That I don't know. Right. I don't uh, know. But I, I am, I, uh, <sighs> the race car looks nice. <laughs> Uh -huh. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so check that out. Check it out. It's a race car. <laughs> <laughs> it makes nice noises. Race car go <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Don't think too hard about any of this. <laughs> Man, this is a really down segment. We're beating I, up everybody. Well, it's not a day. Fucking, I mean, it's way darker news that out there. <laughs> there is. Yeah, we're on the lighter side of. Yeah. You know, we're on the lighter side of shit healedness. It's just this is what happens when an empire collapses. <laughs> Everything's bad and wrong. Let me get my fiddle. <laughs> uh, watch as Rome burns. Yeah, everything's bad and wrong. <laughs> uh, uh, so let's get back to this uh, this Dewey beer. Sure. This, what was a hot sauce sandwich? Hot sauce sandwiches. I said, uh, yeah, it's still fine. Yeah, it's still fine. Uh, this is—I don't think this is the kind of beer that's going to change too much when you warm it up. No, it's fine. No, it, I mean, it's it, again, we're being blasé about it, but yeah, and, we that's are. Just, and that's just because, like, it again, it's not that impressive because we can find things in the Pittsburgh area that are just as good. Correct. So we're not going to lose our hats over somebody who just comes into the market. Right. Now, if we went into their core market. Sure. Yeah. 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 I, I, and if, if we went into Delaware and they said the same things about Lustra and stuff, I'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Lustra is ours and then whatever you have is yours. Like, right. Mm -hmm. Like I understand when people get, you know, hypey and FOMO-y about 
uh, imprint and shit. Yeah. Because we don't really have a glucop in our area. No. Grist House will approach that at times. Grist House and Cellar Works, they mm-hmm. do some gloopy stuff. But not not to the degree of a... Yeah. You know. They don't make... It's not their it's not their bread and butter. Correct. Whereas Imprint, it's their bread and butter to be glucop some bitch. Right. That is what they are known for. <laughs> yeah. That is... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, Union Brothers also does some glucops. They do their sauce? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's fine. But again, the, the hot sauce sandwiches is it's not blowing me away. I don't dislike it. No, absolutely not. And I think it's okay as a summer drinker because you don't notice that it's eight and a half. That 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 is a, a bit of a dangerous thing though. Yeah. And if it's it's fresh and the the IPA profile isn't crazy. So no. it's so even though I wanted a bunch of pine in Simcoe, it doesn't blow your palate out completely. Which there is something to be said for a summer drinker with that. Yeah. So I, that's I, the theme. <laughs> I, I think this would be a good summer drinker in Delaware. Yeah. So the, it's one of those, you know, you have to reframe it for the theme, you know. Keep, right. Keep this in mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's still good for the summer because, you know, it's it's very drinkable and it's very fresh and it's very citrusy. So it's like it's hitting a lot of notes that are good for summertime drinking. Yes. But overall, not impressed. Yeah. If you're road tripping to Delaware, pick it up. Yeah. Yeah, if you're in Delaware, if you're a Delaware tap room, if you're taking Amtrak down to Rehoboth. Down Rehoboth. <laughs> yeah, you taking Amtrak down to Rehoboth, take us down to the beach with you. Makes sense to me. Or, you know, De- Dewey Beach because it's right there. <laughs> they are side by side. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, let's take a break. Let's get another beer. Uh, and we're going to, you know, we had talked about trying a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that a little bit more. First Sip Brew Box is a -a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at firstsipbrewbox.com. Dot com. It's episode 248 of the Op Nation USA podcast, segment two, and we're doing the summer drinker auditions. We are. Yes. This, Some- is, this is like the mass Singer, you know, because like we see the can, but we don't know what's in the can, so we unveil what's in the can. Maybe but, we like it. But we do know what's in the can. They tell us on the can. Mm. This mm. one does. It tells us what's in the can, but... We don't know if it's good. <laughs> I've got a pretty good idea that this one's good. Could be. And you want to know why, Steve? Why? Because this is a local beer from our good friends at Abjuration. Yeah. See? Yeah. It's I mean, probably going to be good. Yeah, it's probably going to be good. Like, look, after all we did in the first segment, if you're not ready for Homerism. Well, <laughs> first sure. of all, are you new? Yeah. What are you, new here? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're probably going to engage in a bit of a Homerism. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. Maybe abjuration made a bad beer. <laughs> no, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not taking that bet. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but this is their Honey Kolsch mm-hmm. uh, version 1.0. So mm-hmm. this is this is a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a new one. Uh, clocks in at 4.8 percent ABV, 17 IBUs. But it is a traditional Kolsch style beer with a little bit of wildflower honey added at flame out. Interesting. Yes. Did they mention what? Apiary, or I don't see anything. Okay, I'm uh, just wondering. That doesn't mean we can't send a message. Yeah, 
I'm sure we can answer. It's, it's just one of those things. That people people in Pittsburgh love fucking saying, you know, in this beer, we partnered with Tupelo Honey. Tupelo Honey out of Tupelo, Mississippi. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Actually, there's an apiary right by my house I need to go check out. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. They, they, got, they got bee squeezins. I don't squeeze the bees. <laughs> don't do that. Steve's top tip of the day. Yeah. Don't squeeze bees. Don't squeeze bees. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Honey Coach version 1.0. Let's get at it. Check it out. What do you think, Steve? Well, interesting. It's one of those things I'm where listening. when you say Kolsch, yeah. obviously they mean Kolsch style. Of course. And I just feel like, I don't know, how how I would need to talk more with Tom and Dave. About how they justify this as a Kolsch. Oh, okay. I'm I'm listening now. Now I'm curious. Because like Kolsch is such a specific thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering, like, is it is it based off the grain bill that they put in? Mm-hmm. You know, did they did they take like a common Kolsch style recipe that they have? Right. And then add honey to it? And then just go, well, hey, it's <laughs> it was based off our Kolsch. <laughs> so you know what the beautiful thing is? Yeah. They have all their recipes right on the website. I know, yeah. So we're gonna have to do a little looking. <laughs> yeah. And we'll find out what they're what they got in the recipe. Yeah, you we can do some looking into this. Uh, but we won't do that right now no, no. because we've got a podcast to do. <laughs> right. We're in the middle of something. And also if I start going through the menu, be like, oh, I need to get one of those. And you get that ice cream thing that uh, came out. <laughs> shut up. Because I just went past that and went, ooh. Yeah. And then I saw that they have a botanical sour with ginger and lemon peel. Ooh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That just made me sassy. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I didn't think I heard about that one. Uh, neither did I. But that sounds like I rude. knew that would be right up your alley. Is that is that in their current menu or is that in what's in the tanks? Uh, that is on their current menu on tap. Okay, so if it wasn't in cans, maybe that's why I didn't. Right. Uh, anyway, back to the honey. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we're fangirling a little bit here. Yeah. Just, ooh, bitch. Sorry. <laughs> My problem with it as a Kolsch, right? Mm-hmm. We never did resolve that, did we? Yeah. Is it? It's way darker. It is. And way, like, it's, like, cloudy and hazy. Yes. I would attribute that to the honey. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so I would be curious what the base Kolsch looks like. Yeah, because it just doesn't, there just isn't, like, anything visually that I think, oh, this is a Kolsch. Correct. On the smell, I get a little bit of, of the honey. I get, well, yeah, I get the honey and I get, like, something floral. Mm-hmm. So there's something floral and sweet there. But, again, it, nothing super signifies Kolsch. It's just kind of, I'm just wondering, are we stepping into a territory like uh, the the Sobel's Honey Hefeweizen? Uh, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. That's very good. But, but it's mislabeled? Yeah. Not anymore, though. Oh, they, I, I've seen recently, they actually changed it to a honey wheat. Ah, okay. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Sobels. Yeah. Uh, so you're, you're talking about having a bit of a floral note to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the untapped, uh, it is supposed to be a crisp late spring drinker with notes of wildflower fields and Sauvignon grapes. Okay. So that, that would explain, you know, the wildflower fields and your floral notes that you're picking up. So on the taste, though, it's very Kolsch. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah! What the fudge? Because I, I just took my first sip of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 taste hmm. is very very Kolsch. Hmm. 
Ooh, I'm telling you what, I do like the uh, the aftertaste on it though. Yeah, the aftertaste is where all that extra stuff comes in mm-hmm. that you were yeah, that you were just listing off. Yeah, but everything up front, it just has that that multi crackery mm-hmm. kind of snap. Yeah, which I know I've said in the past about how I don't like pilsners because of that. That was last week. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and like it, it's it's the one thing that doesn't like completely sell me on Kolsch's, mm-hmm. but I've become. More, I, I guess I'm more adept to liking Kolsch's just because, like, I feel like Kolsch's are maybe a little bit more biscuity to me. Biscuit rather than cracker. Right. That's fair. Yeah. There, mm-hmm. There's just something more Moorish about a Kolsch. Yeah. A, a good Kolsch when I get one. I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Than a, than a Pilsner. A Pilsner a, is still very watery and cracker. It a, tastes a, like fucking a, cracker soup. A, a Kolsch, a Kolsch a feels Korsh. a bit, a Kolsch, <laughs> Kolsch. Uh, is a bit more rounded out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There, there's yeah, there's just something bigger and rounder mm-hmm. about good Kolsch's that I've had. Correct. Like the Reichsdorf, like this one. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's a big roundness to it. Yes. And, and like, yeah, this is surprisingly tastes a lot like a Kolsch, but it has just like tiny little notes of sweetness and... Which, and I, and I think that makes it for a really good summer drinker because, mm-hmm. you know... It, it's sort of it's sort of like a cologne. It, it needs to be discovered rather than announced. Or yeah, yeah. You this know what is, I mean. This is not Jacar Noir. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's yeah. It's just a couple little dabs at the end that gives you like hints of something else that makes it stand out mm-hmm. from what you would normally associate with Kolsch and Kolsch style. Right. This is this is actually very similar to the one that I had from Pipeworks. That was made in conjunction with that apple, uh, with the bee cider. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Cidery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very similar to that one because that one, it, I think that one was lighter. Okay. Overall on, on the taste because it was also just very, it was lighter as a beer too mm-hmm. in color. But that one had a lot of the apple kind of sour and snap notes yeah. at the end of it. Okay. Just like this one. So I, I think this would be a very good beer to try to convert somebody over from the macro side yeah i think this would be a good way to get people away from that it's just a it's a good representation of something that's not an ipa (laughs) thank the good lord for that (laughs) easy drinking Mm -hmm. it's surprisingly for some reason i feel like it's heavier than a regular conch no than the the last beer that we had oh i see what you're saying and it's got like half the abv yeah it just has like a real big like mouthfeel to mm-hmm. it, that it just feels like a little heavier. I don't hate it though. No, no, not at all. I, I, I like this beer. Yeah, yeah. It has a the the finish on it is dry enough that it's giving me that kind of want to go back for more, mm. but not so dry that I'm like you know <laughs> right that it's that it's uh, obnoxious. Yeah, that it's just like making my tongue feel bleh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I enjoy this one. Yeah, I don't know that it's their best offering. But it's no. still good. It's still really good. No. I mean, that, yeah, that's the problem with abjuration. Like, right. Even, <laughs> even their good beers are still, like... <laughs> like, really good. Yeah, they're... they're. I mean, no, I'm saying, like, they're good beers. Like, mm-hmm. stuff that's good like this that stands out. Yeah. Still, like, pale in comparison to their best beers. Right. <laughs> their right. best beers will fucking blow your ass off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I guess we'll have to go slumming with this really good beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, just slumming with, you know, an enjoyable honey Kolsch yeah. style. Oh, no. <laughs> and speaking of abjuration, mm-hmm. uh, this segment, we're going to do a little talking. 
I like to think of this is how to get people to come to Pittsburgh. Yes. Segment. Yes. For the summer. Or get out of Pittsburgh, as it were. Out of Pittsburgh? Well, I got a couple. Okay. Uh, we were talking a little bit earlier, uh, and, and this some of this we even touched on last week, uh, but there are some new happenings, some new places to check out in Pittsburgh, some new additions mm-hmm. uh, to some places, some old favorites. Uh, so we wanted to talk a little bit about that. And we also wanted to uh, throw out a couple, uh, I'll say, short destination uh, places I think would be worth checking out. Yeah, all, all of mine are things to get people into Pittsburgh and things to do in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. So if you have some that are outside of Pittsburgh, like I do, that's fine too. But I've th- got this two is or a, three. This is all summer of Pittsburgh. Yes, it's always the summer of Pittsburgh. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> we right. we have three weeks of summer, maybe. Yes, <laughs> non-consecutively. Yeah, don't bank on those. <laughs> we just went through one. Yeah. But why don't you just start with uh, some of the new additions to breweries? Yes, new additions to breweries and new brewery spaces, kind of, sort of. And we've already talked about them. Uh, We've already gushed over them quite a bit. But Abjuration in McKee's Rocks, they have expanded, kind of. Uh, They now have a nice outdoor space right next to their tap room, uh, which uh, has a stage area, uh, has some nice room to expand. Uh, abjuration is a great little space, but it is a little space. That mm-hmm. is no longer the case in the summertime. They put in a door, they bought the place next door, and they've got room to roam now. Well, did they did they officially? Hey, I guess they officially bought it then. I believe they did. Yes, because I thought they I thought they were just getting a nice kind of deal with the person who owned the alleyway. It was like an alleyway mm-hmm. that had like fucking burned out cars and shit in it. <laughs> and like rather than having a bunch of burned out cars next to your brewery, why not get rid of all that space and then right. fence it off and make a beer garden? Counterpoint, what if you had a Duke Nukem beer garden? Oh, I mean if you make it cool and have burnt out cars. <laughs> yeah. Nobody take that idea. Yeah, you can make it fun. you can, <laughs> you can make it cool. You can make it like a Mad Max situation if uh, you want. Man, that would be awesome. You can like erect a thunderdome to enclose your beer garden. Two man hunter, one man leave. Yeah, it's pretty dope, but <laughs> but that's not what Abjuration did. No, <laughs> yet they beautified the neighborhood. <laughs> they made it better. Yeah, I mean we we had light experience with it because in, when we did our episode down there, yes, last like, fall, yeah, fall was, winter, fall winter. It was around. It was around the time. Uh, it was like in November because it, it was around their fourth anniversary. Yes, is when they first started setting that up, but. Like that's going into the winter months, so this is the first time that you get to go in and experience it when it doesn't like sleet. Yes, you can wear <laughs> shorts there and be okay with it. Right, you have to huddle around the fires. <laughs> you so. have more than a three foot radius yeah. that you can roam. So it's cool, <laughs> uh, and I believe they have a stage there, or if they don't, they're going to very shortly. Yeah, they yeah they were looking. Again, when we did that episode, they were telling us they're looking to, you know, set up a stage and mm-hmm. bring in musical acts and. Just get a lot more going for it. They also painted the fence. Yes, they did put a very nice large uh, yeah. logo on the fence. Yeah, great big, great big sign so you know, hey, this is where abjuration is. You can't miss it. Yeah, I like that a lot. I do too. <laughs> Just like, because no offense to like the theater they're in, because it was always up on the marquee. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're driving past, you might just mistake it as like a theater that's not has anything. I I, I kind of equate it to what Helicon did. Right. Where before they just had some smaller signs and windows and stuff like that. You kind of had to know where it was at. Mm-hmm. And then one day I drove past and they had this massive sign up on the roof. Right. Like, you cannot miss it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
I, yeah, I think that's good. And it's especially good because, again, we're talking about people visiting Pittsburgh. Yes. This is when people visit Pittsburgh, now they can drive past and they go, oh, that's where it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's stop in yeah. <laughs> and get some fantastic beers. And then once you're done there, uh, you can go a couple neighborhoods over into Allentown, the Allentown neighborhood. We talked about this a little mm-hmm. bit last week. Uh, but Intergroove has their new space. Yeah. And it's just recently opened. Yeah. I haven't been over there yet. I need to. I, I've seen some uh, internet chatter. Yeah. Uh, it's a good place to go. Check yeah. out. Yeah. Um, so they are now open. Go check them out. Intergroove is full of good beers, and now it's sort of closer to us. So. <laughs> Uh, it is way closer because there are no bridges or tunnels. Well, yeah, it's, it's way closer for you. It's still just sort of closer for me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can cut some, cut some time off cut there. Some time. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah, go over Allentown. You, you hang out, you go to that, uh, you can go to that non-alcoholic shop we talked about. Maybe you can go over for a sip. Oh yeah. Say hi to Dennis. Go ahead. <laughs> Go get some swag over there. Yeah, get a jelly or a jam. <laughs> Perhaps both if you're yeah. into that. Uh, but uh, Golden Age, uh, mm-hmm. which is in the former Enix brewing spot down at Homestead, yeah. they have a very nice little uh, side yard as well mm-hmm. uh, that they, they've zhuzhed up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I know they've had DJs and musical acts in there uh, come this spring, but I think that's going to be a good place to go. That'll a be a good Real place. good place. I think that'll be a good outdoor space uh, mm-hmm. along that line. Sly Fox, that outdoor space. Because again, yes. that's another one we visited in the damn winter. <laughs> I know. We really need to plan that better. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that we were invited to that one. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the, the Sly Fox space down at the terminal building. That is a cool little spot. That's a that's a huge outdoor spot they have. And it's not burned out cars, but it's graffitied trains. So that's something. On purpose. Yeah. On, on purpose. purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they graffitied those trains themselves. <laughs> but yeah, that, that'll be a nice outdoor space. Mm-hmm. There's a there's another space coming. Okay. And it was uh, announced, uh, and it, it'll go kind of hand-in-hand with the Travelers. I'm listening. So, Voodoo yes. is opening space number 35 or whatever. <laughs> Third in the area. Yeah. Voodoo's opening a space on the North Shore. Yes, they are. Yeah, which is, like, it's literally walking distance from Southern Tier. And then you have all the other wonderful things in the North Shore to go to, right. like Allegheny City. So. For for the locals, uh, it's in the old Rivertown spot. So yeah. uh, it's pretty much right across the street from uh, Southern Tier. Yeah. So stumbling distance. It's all stumbling distance. You can all get there. <laughs> and then also the Mullins by the PNC Park is a dispensary. So Is it really? Yeah. Wait, Mullins closed? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, Mullins closed and now it's a dispensary. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so if you got your medical grade marijuana card, come on down to the PNC Park. Go to Mullins and then you go to Southern Tier. Then you go to Voodoo. Although, beforehand, go to Mike's Beer Bar. Yeah, yeah, go to Mike's Beer Bar, too, to get a more you know, wonderful breath. And then also go to Allegheny City. The important thing is, all of this is on the North Shore, right? Yes. And the new destination, like a lot of these businesses, mm-hmm. might start seeing more business because the new thing opening up is the Landing Hotel at the Casino. That's finally opening oh, up this summer, too. is it really? Yes. Okay. It's actually been a minute since I've been down that way. I knew they were thinking about maybe constructing something someday. Yeah. But I didn't realize it was here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, awesome. I, they're, I think they're actually just doing like a job fair like this weekend Oh, to okay. hire people. So it's going to be soon. Excellent. I'm, I'm just wondering like how much did Voodoo like know <laughs> where they're just like, oh, we better get this place open. I mean, to be fair, it's 
it's going to be, I'm surprised the space was open as long as it was. Obviously, the pandemic had something to do with that. Right, right. But somebody had to slide in there. Oh, yeah. 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 I and, mean, and the, Voodoo is prime for that. Yeah. For all of the, I mean, even though we don't talk about the pirates, <laughs> people still go to the games. And that's fine. But then also, you, there's the music venue, Stage AE. Right. And Heinz Field and the Science Center. It's all in the ca- casino. Like, all of that shit is right there. Yeah. It draws. They'll make money. Yeah, it draws people all the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, uh, the people staying at the hotel, if you have reservations set or whatever, <laughs> if you're coming into Pittsburgh and you're going to do some gambling and go to a Pirates game, make sure you go on down that uh, street walk. You get some voodoo, get some Southern Tier. Or go the other way and go up to 412. Yeah, you go 412. You go into the War Streets. And you War- go- oh, yeah. I always forget about them. Yeah. And I feel so bad about that, too. Yeah. There's Beards Pub and uh, Four Points are up there. It's all around. It's happening. It's all around. It's all full. <laughs> there's, well, there's nothing. There's nothing you can't find. <laughs> I mean, you got a dispensary. You got oodles of breweries yeah. and some sort of baseball team. Yeah. You got pierogies. You got weed. You got beer. <laughs> what else do you need? You got casino. How many vices do you need? <laughs> Pittsburgh on the rise. Pittsburgh vice city. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Kind of, yes. 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 Uh, man, I, I feel that like we need to have some sort of Hop Nation North Shore tour. Sure, right. <laughs> Can we buy one of those duck boats? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll put on a cat and hat. I would love to do a Hop Nation <laughs> duck boat tour. <laughs> that is just me slurring and like, hey, you see that fucking place over there? <laughs> I feel that there needs to be release forms beforehand. <laughs> and Yins ain't going to tell nobody what I say up there, right? <laughs> it's between you and me. Yeah. Put your phones down. Don't be recording. <laughs> be cool. Be cool. Be cool. What's the matter with you? <laughs> Put your phones in these bags. <laughs> Bloop. Throw them into the river. Yeah. You get talk. those back. <laughs> Come back to those later. If they float. <laughs> Just attach a gallon jug to it on a string. Yeah. <laughs> now he's going to go to the Pirates game. <laughs> We're going to hang out, see if we catch a ball over the fence <laughs> in the water. And we'll go up to the dispensary. <laughs> we'll get some dabs. <laughs> Man, that'd be a day. Yeah, right. There has to be a, a way to curate all of that. I'm sure. I'm sure. You just got to have the money and the know-how and the, and the will to do it. That's all. I have none of that. Same. So let's move on to yes, let's. other things to do in Pittsburgh. Yes. Uh Landing Hotel, like I said, is opening. Mm-hmm. There's uh, something else in Pittsburgh that is opening this month. Is it Randy Land 2? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it is Kayak Pittsburgh is opening a new launch. Oh, where's that at? The new Kayak Pittsburgh launch is at the James Sharp Landing, a walkable distance from Dancing Gnome. <laughs> oh, okay. <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> the new Dancing Gnome. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, come check out the new Dancing Gnome. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's 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 the tie-in. There's new kayak Pittsburgh and there's new dancing gnome. It's like uh, literally the dancing gnome. Like there's the train tracks behind the dancing gnome. Yeah, just cross the train tracks and go to the water. That's where the launch is. Oh wow! Yeah, so you you get a little bit in that dancing gnome. Yeah, cross train tracks, just go rent a kayak and then float on down the river. Yeah, paddle around the city. That go over to the Pirates game. See if you can catch a ball going over the fence. <laughs> Oh, hey, you know what? Now I'm having a thought. Mm. Like, at least one. Yeah. Why is there not a river tour for the breweries? 
Um, because you, now you can do that because you can you can start in Sharpsburg, launch off from Sharpsburg and go to the North Shore. Go to the North Shore, hit all the ones we just talked about. Yeah. Go around the Horn, hit up Sly Fox. Yeah. And well, well okay. So here's the thing, the, and, and the, this was something else I had on my uh, notes. Okay. Is that uh, if you know you have money? <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you have money, there is a boat launch at uh, Station Square. There is, and that boat launch is part of the Freedom Boating Club. I don't know what that is, but okay. I will explain. Thank you. <laughs> the Freedom The Freedom Boating Club is for people who have enough money who want to do boat things. Yeah. But not enough money that they want to own a boat. I okay. All right. I can support that combination. Yeah. So for like. Four to five thousand dollars. Okay, a lot. <laughs> well, okay, but not if you're a boat person. Yeah, if you're if you're thinking about boat shit, then you have this money. <laughs> but for four to five thousand dollars, it would get you membership to the Freedom Boating Club, and then for like three hundred dollars, three hundred fifty a month, mm-hmm. that that's like your monthly fee. Okay, and that covers like insurance and everything for the boats, and it basically it's sort of like an Airbnb for boats. Oh, okay. They like they have a fleet of boats down at Station Square. Ah, okay. And you just hop on and take one out. You know, I wouldn't hate that as a boat person. Yeah. Because you know what? You don't have to pay for the boat. Yeah. You don't have to deal with all that crap at the beginning and the end of the year. You don't have to worry about storing it. Right. Eh, okay. Yeah. It's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> no, it's not. No, if you've got that kind of money laying around, yeah, jump on it. And like they have like 12-seater pontoon boats. You go on down, you get a pontoon boat, go float, go float in the river. Go tuning around. Yeah, go over to PNC Park, see if you can catch a ball coming over a fence. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. I, I don't have a desire to do that, you know, for an entire summer. Yeah. But if I had a friend yeah. who wanted to do that, I'd join them. Yeah, if you yeah, if you have a boat friend, tell them about this. Everybody needs a boat friend. Yeah. Hop Nation tip. <laughs> but I mean, this, is, this launch is... Very close to the Sly Fox, which is why I brought it up. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like you're like I think what you're alluding to earlier though is like why isn't there like a kayak tour that you can start in Sharpsburg, mm-hmm. get some dancing gnome and hitchhikers. Yeah. And then float on down, going down to the North Shore, mm-hmm. do those, and then float over to fucking Station Square, get some Sly Fox. Right. Yeah. Somebody needs to look into that. It's a good idea. But I, I just feel like because that Freedom Boating Club dock yeah. is already there, you might not be able to... Yeah, you got to find a different... We'll slip them a fin. Yeah, you got to find a different embarkment yeah. for your kayaks. We'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> now I've got an idea. Yeah. We could make this some sort of triathlon uh. with that East End's bike mm. bike tour. Mm. And I don't know what we'll do for the foot stuff with the uh, the running around. I don't know. We can hook up with the marathon or something. I think, I think the running around would just be done in North Shore. Oh, there we go. Like you, you, you kayak from Sharpsburg mm-hmm. or swim, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you kayak, you do your water stuff from there to the North Shore. Yeah. Then you do your running around because there's so many like within oh. walking distance breweries. Oh, shit. And then you bike up to Larimer. It's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody get at us. We're going to make this good happen. Ideas. <laughs> That's an excellent idea. Send, send them up fucking uh, Penn and Butler. They hit all the fucking Lawrenceville oh, yeah. breweries and shit like that. Oh damn! <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. I oh, mm. and then you cross and then you cross the bridge. Yeah, and then you're back in Sharpsburg. This is making all the sense in the world. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a 
some sort of Iron Man thing. <laughs> I don't know how Pittsburgh Public Works would appreciate that. Tell them to shut up. Send it up to, uh, you know, a dozen breweries. Yeah. But uh, that's their problem, not ours. It's the super trail. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them to shut up. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, those of us that are in Pittsburgh that kind of want to get out of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. I do have a couple of places to go check out. Okay. And these are some places that have some, some expanses to check out. Uh, you know, they're not just in a building. They've got some some acreage to go along with it. Uh, High Tower over in Ohio, just outside of, uh, what is that, Steubenville? Yeah. You know, uh, go check them out. They're on a bit of a farm. Uh, Lost in the Wilds. Uh, they are just outside of Clarion uh, in Shippenville. We've had, have we had beer from them on the show? I don't know if we've had it on the show. I know that I have had it. Oh, you know what? Maybe we have. But also, I think I might be thinking Lost in the Woods from Arkansas. Possibly. I think you're or right. Tennessee, or Tennessee, one of those two. I think it was Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, but no, these, this is the Lost in the Wilds. Okay. Uh, and they're right near Cook Forest. Yeah. So if you want to make a nice weekend of it, go rent yourself a cabin. Do nature shit. Do nature shit. Go up there. But they've got a nice little space. Uh, checked out their tap list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm about it. Because okay. they only have two IPAs. Oh. Uh, but they've got a nice piece of land to go along with their brewery. Uh, Big Rail up in Grove City. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I don't know that we've ever had any of their beer on the show. I know I've had it in mm. my glass before. Yeah, not on the show, but yeah, uh, that's another out. Is another very outdoor. Yes, uh, in Grove City, and what their mo is was they bought the land before they had the brewery. Ah, uh, so they have space to have all sorts of yard games. Uh, they also, I was actually looking at their calendar as well. They have enough space to do a bit of a flea market type thing. Oh, okay. So I think once a month they do a flea market at the brewery. Okay. Uh, so there's room to sit around campfires and stuff like that. And they they tell you that there's not much indoor space at all. So come dressed prepared. Hmm. I like that. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, I like that. That is a a an opportunity. And these are all opportunities to get out of the city. Go drink beer in nature a little bit without sure. getting too much into nature. Sure. If you, yeah, if you're about nature vibes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> to be fair, they're not that far from the grocery outlets. Right. So yeah, if you're you know, up to, if you're looking to do some shopping in it. Yeah, if you want to go get some jockeys afterwards, you can. Yeah. 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 Hey, there's definitely some outside things. I think though, we have to remember it is the return of events. It is. Events are back they in are. person. And we've got two big ones coming back to the Pittsburgh area for the summer. What are those, Steve? Well, one, we've got American Home Brewer Con. Home Brew Con. Home Brew Con. Yeah. It's showing up June 23rd to the 26th. Excellent. Yeah. So I think that, you know, if you're coming into the Pittsburgh area for that. As then, you should. As you should. Then obviously, yes, there's going to be a lot of homebrew beers there. Mm-hmm. But that gives you an opportunity to explore Pittsburgh and all the fine things that we've mentioned. Yes, and what we have to offer. Yeah. We are not a two-bit podunk city. We've got good beer here. Mm, we are a two-bit podunk city. It's just we have good beer and championship teams for some reason. <laughs> you know what? That's enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> we Again, we always punch above our weight because we have no business having beer as good as we do. Correct. And championship teams as good as we Also correct. We just... It just happens. It works out that way. The number of generational players that have come through this town... Yeah. Just, is, <laughs> it's astounding. Yeah, it just worked out that way. I can't explain. But uh, you know, just, I don't know, rich Irish people. <laughs> just, mm-mm, mm-mm. What? I said rich. I didn't say anything disparaging <laughs> against the Irish for a change. We're just going to move right past that. They just had money. 
Anyway. That's how they got that money. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I knew it. Uh-huh. Uh, the other event, mm-hmm. coming back, Anthrocon. <laughs> Is it really? Yes. Okay. The, the furries will be back the very next weekend, uh, July 1st to the 3rd. Oh, boy. I'm sure somebody's making it a two-week trip here. Oh, yeah. Why not? <laughs> put your put your homebrew in and then hang around the city for a bit and then, you know, put your fursuit on. Hopefully they don't get their week screwed up and they show up to homebrew con in their furry suit. Or maybe they do. Actually, you know what? If they do, who cares? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I'm not going to disparage that. <laughs> they have the opportunity to be like the first, uh, you know, furry uh, brewer. I don't know. I mean, at least open. I don't Is know. Is that any. a thing? I have no idea. Well, that, yeah, that's the thing. I don't know any openly furry brewers. So you could be the first one. You could, you know. I don't know that I know any open furries to begin with. Um... See? I do not either. See? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I mean, yeah, there you go. It's a niche thing, you know? Yeah. But yeah, Anthrocon's back, everybody. Here come the furries. Be there. Be there. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's always fun? Huh. Uh, if and when the, uh, and I hate going back to this, but the pirates, if and when they, all, they have uh, home games during Anthrocon, mm-hmm. all you got to do is listen to the visiting team radio play by play guy. Yeah. They always talk about Anthrocon. Oh, and sure. it was always fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Another fun thing is just go out drinking during that weekend. There's that too. You just run into furries at bars. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you just run with it. Yeah. Yeah. You get, you sit down drinking with a the wolf. There's some other thing there, you know, like a bear. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a wolf bear. There's wolf bears. Sometimes they make things up. Sometimes you run into a dragon. Sometimes you see a lion. It's a fun time. <laughs> <laughs> and you haven't even had your first beer yet. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't even have to go to dispensaries. <laughs> <laughs> Which is now in Mullins. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's going to be the best thing about weed being legal in the Pittsburgh area is now people are just going to be calling it dispensaries when referring to one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the John Eagles, and then I'm going to the dispensaries. <laughs> I'd never thought about that. Oh, no. Uh, I got to go down to the dispensaries, get my dabs. <laughs> Pittsburgh, you're such a silly town. Funny, funny. <laughs> what do you say we get back to this beer? Sure. This abjuration, Honey Coach version 1.0. Visit Pittsburgh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And when you're visiting, go to abjuration. They make go good beer, including this one. Yeah, yeah. I like sure. this beer. It's a good beer. I enjoyed it too. I was I I was very hesitant, obviously, going into it mm-hmm. because of the Kolsch side of things. Yeah, because it said Kolsch, but it didn't look anything like a Kolsch, and it kind of didn't smell like a Kolsch. Mm-hmm. But then it tasted like a Kolsch, and I was like, "Oh shit!" How about yeah, there that? you go. How about that? <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, Kolsch style. Yes. And as a summer drinker, I think this works really well. Yeah, it works really well as a summer drinker, and it just has that uh, that that right amount of little notes of extra. Mm-hmm. Of like sweetness or floral, like floral on the nose, right. sweetness on the back end when you're drinking it. Like there's just those little extra notes that set it apart from like a regular Kolsch. Yes. So, yeah. Well done, Abjuration. Good beer, good Homerism. <laughs> <laughs> Would you expect anything less? No, but it's like, you know. Sometimes the truth is the truth. There, there's, there's always the contrarian in me that wants to be like, ah, they fucking made a bad one. Not but they yet. didn't like Not I yet. yeah they, they, I haven't been able to but the know. thing is when that happens if that happens they're going to earn it you know what I mean yeah 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 like it's going to be a bad beer yeah. if that ever happens yeah they'll have gone way too far mm. the the other problem is is we have their cans on the show right correct so any of their 
um, controversial beers would be on tap and right. they wouldn't get made again. Right. So, although this is the first time this one was was made. True, but I feel like they probably they know which ones to put in cans. Right. Like this is not going to overstep any bounds. Yeah, I feel like their botanical series mm-hmm. is the one they like to test first. Yeah, and they they also do their unit testing mm-hmm. things where like they'll like uh, we made like three versions of a goof ass cereal beer. <laughs> we'll see which goof ass cereals work, <laughs> and if any of them work, we'll put them in cans. And, yeah, and the same with the botanicals. Like we threw a bunch of things that aren't usually in beer. We'll see if they work. If you don't like them, we won't make cans of this. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, once again, Abjuration nailed it. Yeah. Yep. What do you say we take a break? Yup. Uh, get something else loaded up here. Uh-huh. And talk about something else. Sure. Okay. Bye. Well, not bye. No, stick around. We're not done yet. <laughs> don't leave. This is three segments, not two. Oh, hey there. My name's Ronnie. And I'm here to tell you all about our big plans for Anticon 2022 this year. Normally, we have our first youth parade that comes out onto the streets of Pittsburgh for the entire city and all of its wonderful folks to see. But this year, we're going to be doing something a lot more special. That's right, we're planning a fursuit block party. It's going to happen right after the parade on Saturday, July 2nd. We're going to be shutting down Penn Avenue here to vehicle traffic from 9th Street all the way to 11th Street and invite the people of Pittsburgh to come and meet with the fursuiters and share in some of the magic that Anthrocon brings. I hope that I see all of you there, weather permitting of course, right here on Penn Avenue on Saturday, July 2nd. See you there! Welcome back to segment three of the Hub Nation USA podcast. We're still auditioning some summertime drinkers to see which one's the best. What do we want to be drinking all summer 2022? What do we got this time, Steve? The new one. What is contestant number three? Contestant number three is coming to us from Pennsylvania. Yes. So minor homerism, <laughs> but it's out of it's out of Lancaster. So statism. Yeah, just like slightly less worse than jingoism, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to laugh at that. Uh, but uh, this one comes to us from Springhouse Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. It is the rabbit habit. The rabbit habit. Rabbit habit. They got a they got a, a nun hair. <sighs> it is a <laughs> pina colada sour. I'm glad you just buzzed right by that. Yep. <laughs> it's made with pineapple and coconut. Part of their artist series. Okay. And so the uh, the label art is by Patrick Thomas. All right. Yeah. There is no uh well, I mean, could be a nun. It's like really melted if it's a nun. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it does kind of have a Picasso meets somebody else vibe. Uh, Basquiat. Basquiat? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. He is an artist. Oh, okay. <laughs> Picasso meets Basquiat is kind of what this looks like. Okay. So. I, well, let's see. You're you're the artist of the of the podcast. I am not an artist. <laughs> of the podcast you are. <laughs> but uh yeah, it is a uh, nice looking pina colada and it comes in at five percent i see that's that's good summer drinking that's what yeah that's why i picked it up because mm-hmm. like a sour you know meh, that can go either way you can pina colada uh, summertime yes very much five percent summertime yes so yeah we'll pour this one up and see what's up like right now mm-hmm. right now this has a lot of shit flowing around in it <laughs> yeah but 
of the three, this is the one I would expect that the most. Right. Simply because of the adjuncts that are in there. The adjuncts and just the style, it's a sour, so. Yeah. Uh, I'll admit I'm not too crazy about adjuncts right now. I'm not I'm I'm just not crazy about like yeast suspended. <laughs> Otherwise, though, it looks like um it, it, it reminded me a lot of like lemon meringue pie. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, this is, it's a pina colada beer. Right. It's supposed to look like this. It's not supposed to be crystal clear. Well, no, nah, it's not supposed to be crystal clear, but. I mean, it's not. All right. The floaties might be a bit much. Yeah. You can take the floaties out. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. Otherwise, it, yeah, like I said, it reminded me of lemon meringue. It has like the, looks like lemon meringue pie filling. Mm-hmm. And then the head looks like. You know, the meringue. The part. meringue, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it looked it looked nice that way. Just don't take a torch to it. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's pretty cloudy, and then it has floaties. But mm-hmm. all right, it smells nice. It's not full pina colada. No, but you know, it's there. You can find it. Yeah, I definitely get a little bit of coconut. I get, I get pineapple, but I also get like a little bit of citrus. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I don't hate it. I can see how it would be an enjoyable. Yes. It's just maybe a little too sour for me. Really? Yeah. I don't find it uh, that sour at all. But again, this is, the sours, the, to me, are the IPAs to you. Right. So, it's yeah. Just a, it's just a little too sour for me. Nope. I, I find it just getting into a good sour range. It, to me, it's on the lower end of, lower end of the sour range for me, mm-hmm. uh, which I find nice. Uh, it, the flavor is good. I wish it was a little bit fuller. It, it's kind of weird how the Kolsch has the fullest flavor of the three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think that's what I'm getting hung up on is the fact that, like, I was really expecting, like, coconut and pineapple to mm-hmm. really just dominate this. Yeah, this f- be in full bloom. Right. Just because, like, I don't know, those seem like kind of easy flavors to get. They are. You know, yeah. even even if it's artificially. <laughs> right. But they, they it is a known entity. Yeah. But I'm getting way more of just a sour beer mm-hmm. flavor, and then coconut and pineapple on the back end. I see what you're saying. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. that's why it's not completely appealing to me because mm-hmm. the the back end isn't right. Or I mean, the the back end's fine. It's just the rest of the beer is sour beer, and then I love it. I I understand that. So to me, this kind of feels like a like me would you drinking this is like me drinking a a decadent. Sure. And that, yeah, the flavor's there, but oh, by the way, there's, there's, you know, IPA-ness there as well, yeah. which you don't need. Right, right. You, you know, I don't need that. You don't need the sour. Yeah. I don't mind this, though. I, I do wish it was a little bit fuller, if that makes sense. I know that sounds fairly pretentious to say that, but I wish it was a bit more rounded out. Either fuller or go the other way, and I wish it was, like, cleaner. Yes, like it's it, kind of stuck in the middle yeah, between like, the two. Yeah, like, if it was a little bit lighter and you didn't get, because there is just, like... There's a multi sweetness, but it doesn't. It's not announced in like a biscuit or a cracker way. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just kind of like a, a thickness to the beer. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. I know no. we we've been coming down on some beers here. It's good I, to come down on beers. <laughs> but I, and this one, I don't think this is coming down on. I think it's no. just honest discussion yeah. on yeah. it. Yeah, it's good. It's good to be critical of things, Adam. It is. Too many people are just like, <laughs> oh man, just let me have my vibes and my fun. And it's just like, but you have to understand why some things could be better and like right like you can't because in your own life you shouldn't just accept what's thrown at you you know <laughs> this is true <laughs> because if you let companies just give you shit 
mm-hmm. and you lap shit up and go, man, I don't want people to criticize things. Because we do this like a lot of times with movies. Right. Like companies just feed you dog shit garbage movies and there's enough people out there who don't know what's a good or a bad movie mm-hmm. that they just like accept whatever's thrown their way. Right. I, 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 I agree completely with what you're saying, but I would not say this is a dog shit beer. No, 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 no. This isn't a dog shit beer. That's, I, I, not, I, that's not what I was saying. Yeah, I don't want to connect those two. Yeah. I directly. Just, yeah, I just, there's just enough things that like people just throw out bottom of the barrel stuff mm-hmm. and people accept it and they're like, don't criticize, you know? Like, oh, I like, agree. Yeah. I like it, you know, it's, just, and it's like, no, no, be critical of things because you should know how you can get things to be better. Right. Always be critical of the world around you. <laughs> and, and, well, and not only that, we've had other stuff by Springhouse, other good stuff. Oh, yeah. No, Springhouse makes a lot of good beer. I'm, I'm not trying to connect Springhouse right. to the point I'm making. They right are now. separate discussions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop bringing them in when I'm making points. <laughs> but it's fun because it frustrates you. You keep bringing them in when I'm trying to not make them part of it. <laughs> But I'm just, you know, expo- you know, I'm just expositing why, you know, we are critical of mm. things and what the point of, you know, like any podcast is. Any most podcasts are about being critical. You know, right. YouTube channels are about being critical. We've we're no longer reliant on the newspaper. I thought YouTube was there so you could smash a subscribe button. You can do that too. But there's plenty of people critical on there of things. And, like, we're no longer reliant on the newspaper, which dictated basically people's tastes. Right. Like, if you were in Chicago, you had a certain set of writers. Mm -hmm. And one of them was uh, Roger Ebert. Right. And Roger Ebert was, like, you know, a make-it-or-break-it film writer. Yeah. He was the tastemaker. Yeah. And, like, if you go back and, like, look at some of his reviews... He doesn't know who the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> like, there were some misses. Yeah, he ha- he has a lot of misses. <laughs> you know? But, like, once you're able to break that, and then you can find other voices, and you can, I mean, for better or for worse, you know, Rotten Tomatoes kind of does that because they do aggregate. Right. Like, if everybody is saying this is trash. <laughs> right. You know, if... If all of the critics and all of the audience say something's trash, it's trash. There's a good chance it's trash. Yes. <laughs> but if the like if the critics are saying something's trash, but the audience is not saying it's trash, check it out. Lean to the audience. Yeah. Cause like there's probably some sort of there there might be something in the film that's just like offending a sensibility or something. Mm-hmm. You know? And and yeah, that's that's always curious seeing seeing that disparity. Yeah, uh, and sometimes I wouldn't be surprised if there's critics that just have you know, just are up their own ass a little bit. Oh, a lot of critics are up their own <laughs> ass. That's the point. That's the point. Because like other times you'll see movies get like, you know, rave reviews from critics, mm-hmm. but like the audience doesn't like it, and the audience doesn't like it because maybe the film just isn't entertaining. That and and that is the case where the customer is always right. Unfortunately, yeah. But but that's because that's what that is supposed to mean. It, the, mm, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if it is because there's always more to that saying. Yeah, it is, and that's <laughs> uh, that's the explanation is that the customer is always right in that okay. they will dictate what is popular and not popular. Okay, you know if something sells, the customers will buy it. Okay, you know whether or not you you know the store owner likes it or not. Mm-hmm. If it keeps selling out, guess what? They're right. They like it. It's not this you right. know I need to go talk to the manager. 
the customer is always right. That's right. horseshit. <laughs> but, you know, the customer, you know, the money will dictate, you know, what is popular and not popular. Right. So, and, you know, that's how you wind up with the Big Bang Theory and McDonald's because even though I find those things devoid and bereft of, you know, just cultural value, <laughs> the still enough people buy into it. What's popular is popular. But those period. people should be critical. Yes. And then have a better McDonald's than what they do. Yes. That's how you get the chicken select. Ooh, chicken select. <laughs> That's how you get the better cuts of white breast meat. You get you get a better chicken sandwich by being critical of the shitty chicken sandwich they sold for years. So, I mean, a, a chicken sandwich is a very good, I know we're way off base here, but yeah, this is a good just, conversation. We're just wandering around, yeah. But this is a good conversation. But you look at the chicken sandwich and you look at... Um, you look at Chick-fil-A for the longest time. Yeah. And you look at Popeye's in right. the last few years. And you you saw the social media explosion of those chicken sandwiches. Right. All of a sudden, who comes? Johnny come lately. McDonald's. Burger King. Yeah, everybody jumped on. Everybody's got a chicken sandwich now. Like a Yeah. The same chicken sandwich. Right, right, right. That being said, Burger King does make a really good chicken sandwich. Burger King's is pretty decent. Um, that's kind of a twofold thing. Mm -hmm. One, because the market was asking for it. Yes. Because, like, those sandwiches are fucking good. Yeah. The other one, though, is actually beef prices rising. That is also true. So they have to find alternatives to get your yeah. money. Right. Yeah. So it, it, it makes it easier for them. So they can sell a whole, you know, I don't know, if they, if they can increase the amount of volume of things they sell to chicken sandwiches. Right. Because, like, I, I don't, it's just numbers off the top of my head. But, like, assume, you know, they sell 100 sandwiches in a day. Mm-hmm. And five of those sandwiches were those shitty chicken sandwiches. <laughs> but beef is still really expensive. Mm -hmm. So you have to direct the market and make a better chicken sandwich because that's cheaper than selling the burgers. Right. So then you upgrade it to selling 20 good chicken sandwiches, which right. is still cheaper <laughs> for your overhead than selling. <laughs> right, exactly. So there, there is a bit of market manipulation there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they're manipulating it by creating a better product, right. is it really manipulation? Yeah, and that's what we're seeing with loggers today. Oh, look at that <laughs> tie back in. Very nice. Because if loggers are, I'm going to say usually cheaper, I, I would assume mm -hmm. they're cheaper because they're going to be mainly malt. Yes, and, and you don't have to worry about adjuncts. Right. They're mainly malt and hop-based, and unless you're... Uh, modus brewing, you're not going to throw adjuncts in it. Right. So if you can make a really quality Kolsch, which is a nail, I know, not a lager, but <laughs> if you make a really quality Kolsch, which is a simple style, mm -hmm. a really quality Doppelbach, or, you know, like, just really quality smoked Hellas. Yeah. Yeah. If you make really quality versions of those, they're going to be cheaper to produce, and then you don't have to add in 15 or 14 fucking aseptic right. fucking <laughs> fruit purees. <laughs> and not only that, uh, with a simpler ingredient list, there's less opportunity for prices to go completely out, completely out of whack on mm -hmm. one or two ingredients right. and cutting into your profit margin. And you can reuse a lot of those ingredients in multiple beers. Right. You know, you... The grain bills aren't like terribly, terribly different, but you can use you know things over and over mm -hmm. as compared to not if you have a shitload of pineapple puree. 
You, know, you can use. You it don't like, want to make all of your beers <laughs> pineapple beers. Nobody wants to be the pineapple brewery, <laughs> right? Unless you're in Hawaii. Unless you're in Hawaii, then maybe. Then but. you know what? Let us know who you are. Yeah, we'll come visit Hawaii or Florida. You can get away with being yeah. a pineapple brewery, I guess. You're paying for the flight. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> at that point, I think you're like a pineapple cidery. <laughs> oh, is there a different name for pineapple? There's not enough. Booze? Yeah. I don't, I'm sure there is, but I don't think there's enough prevalence of that booze. Well, yeah. Because what is it? Pears or Perry's? Perry's, ciders, and then I think there's a third one out there. There's, I mean, there's, I mean, there's a shitload of names for all the different meads and cider and mixes mm-hmm. for those because there's like a sizer and then, yeah. Right. So I don't know. Maybe there is a pineapple cider name. If you know it, send it to us. <laughs> <laughs> Both the name and the drink. Yeah. Please and thank you. We'll put it on the show if it's good. Yeah. I know Ace makes a, makes a pineapple cider, but it's a cider with pineapple. Right, right, not. right. I mean, you look at Apis, they've got how many different adjuncts mm-hmm. with their, you know, yeah. and they're all delicious. Yeah, they're all delicious. But that's also a very simple thing. That's a different cost. Right. Because it's just the same honey, <laughs> more or less. You know, it's, it's one of three different honeys and then adjuncts. <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, we've solved all the problems of the world. Yeah, we just we just took a little journey about like why things are. <laughs> I f- honestly felt good about that. Yeah. That was a good chat. Yeah, yeah. Why things are, and then why why be critical of things? But uh, another thing we wanted to do, mm-hmm. wanted to beerify it, and uh, we'll we'll spend just a little bit of time of beerifying it. But in the past, we looked at how we we've already talked about how beer companies are getting into making NFTs. And we've got into how there was a beer-themed NFT. It was. I don't know if it ever launched or <laughs> couldn't give a shit. <laughs> nope, me neither. But what we haven't done is make beers for NFTs. Oh. You got to do it the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it would behoove, now that these things are fucking rock-bottom prices. Now's the time to get in. Yes, for breweries. <laughs> Absolutely. You can buy these things like... They got to be way cheap. Like, they got to be way cheaper than fucking uh, paying an artist. Yeah. Think about it. That, dude, I'm putting out like strong, smart vibes at the moment. <laughs> you go out there, you snatch up a bunch of these bored apes yeah. for fucking 60 bucks. Oh. Those are your new labels. Oh, that's because a- you own them. You can do whatever you want with them. That's true. And not <laughs> only that, there there is that certain level of recognition. Yes. Oh, snip, snap. Fuck, I shouldn't have said this. No, you shouldn't. shouldn't be going out right now. So you could just sort of bleep like 20 (laughs) seconds of that. (laughs) No, I have no idea what you're talking about. But like this is this is what breweries should be doing now because there's all this dumb shit artwork. It is laying around and all this art. And again, all this artwork, right, Mm -hmm. is all kind of like variants of the same thing. Right. So like look at any of those Gloop Glop series. It's a lot of the same, like even the even the Sorbetto. Yes. It's kind of the same design, but they changed the colors to reflect what's in the can. Right. So get yourself a whole bunch of lazy lions or bored apes or yeah. whatever else this is. Yeah. Have this yourself is, a series. So this isn't like a full beer fight because what I'm really pitching <laughs> is that you buy labels ahead of time. Yeah. For your new Gloop Glop series. <laughs> Obviously, like this shit's got to be a Gloop Glop. Yes. You, you're not going to put any other beer in this. This, this is your new Gloop Glop series. You don't want to put that on a porter? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although there was one I was looking at on the open sea. Okay. It's I appreciate a, that you called it the open sea. Yeah, the open sea. <laughs> uh, there is a, there's a series called the Black Genesis series. 
Okay. So just a collection of I NFTs. I thought all Sega Genesis were black. <laughs> and it's like an animated NFT. But, it, you know, like that could be a Porter or Stout. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, because it's Black Genesis and it seems like all the characters. It's like, an, I don't know if it's just reselling the same thing over and over again. Uh, I mean, isn't that what the entire point of M- NFTs are? Yes. <laughs> the whole point is to fucking wash trade all of this shit. Mm-hmm. Money laundering. Yeah. But like, yeah, you can go in right now and like, there's like, you don't have to get bored apes. Just no. find, just find like even the shitty ones that nobody knows. You can buy them for probably like pennies on the dollar. These are pogs now <laughs> that you can use. You can get this trash pennies on the dollar and then you own it. <laughs> like there's, there's no way this isn't cheaper than just hiring somebody off Fiverr. Somebody off Fiverr will cost you so much money to make multiples of the same damn thing. The same damn thing's already been made by an algorithm. I appreciate that you're you're suddenly turning this into an all these bargain outlet. Yes. For, for yes. <laughs> yes. This is Big Lots NFT. <laughs> Get them all. We got scratch and dent. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you if you listen far enough into this episode and you work at a brewery. You have to be jumping on this. This is the smartest thing. Right. And the best use for these dumb things. It's like the only use for these things now. Now, yeah. <laughs> because they're dead in the water. Yeah, they're dead in the water. They're not worth shit. Actually, I'll, I'll, I'll guarantee you there will be a dead cat bounce on this. Uh, okay. And then you got, but you got to time that just right. I, I, I think, I think you're right, but it's not going to be across the board. No, it'll be certain ones. Yeah. And the hard part is going to be trying to figure out which ones. I th- well, I mean, I think kind of, I think it's going to be the ones that are just known to the public. Mm-hmm. So like things like the crypto punks and board ape yacht club and stuff. Yeah. Things that people know, like maybe they can rejuvenate a little bit of interest in them. So this will pay pretty much go the same route as GameStop. Yeah. You'll have that rise and then you'll have that drop. Yeah. And then it'll kind of sustain. And there'll be the, the people that will hold on forever, waiting. <laughs> and everybody else has moved on. Here's a question. I'm listening. It just it came to mind, but I'll come, I'll come I'm gonna come back to what you were just talking about. Okay. But just a question to throw out into the ether. You buy that NFT that fucking Goose Island is selling. Yeah. <gasps> you own that artwork. <laughs> See why you couldn't just use that again? Yeah. Can you throw that on? Like, <laughs> you have the paperwork that says that it's yours. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder if it works that way, or if it's because there because there are specific like trading card NFTs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Street Fighter has been doing it for a while. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You can buy like costumes or like trading cards. So it's like it's still technically like Capcom's property. Okay. But you you have a token that allows you to use. Ah, see, that would be very interesting to get into the, the legalese. Mm-hmm. See if you could do that. Yeah. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. But I think all I think all these art things are definitely like, you know, the lazy lions and the crypto punks. Mm-hmm. You own that artwork. <laughs> so it's for sure like, that is yours. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that'd be- yeah, you're paying for the artwork. You're not paying for like a token to, mm-hmm. you know, a web address. Yeah, even though even though they do function as tokens for other things, mm-hmm. like you own it. So like, yeah, scoop these shits up and launch your Glucop series. <sighs> That's a good idea. Fuck. That's a really <laughs> good idea. Fuck. If we owned a brewery, 
We, we wouldn't be doing this podcast well, right now. Well, I wouldn't be. We might be doing the podcast, but I wouldn't be saying what I'm saying right now. Well, no, we, yeah, exactly that's what I'm saying. We'd stop. <laughs> yeah. We get up on the open seas. Yeah, I would I would open a crypto wallet and just like, holy shit, I just scoop all this garbage up and then we have labels for fucking years. <laughs> Didn't have to do a thing. <sighs> Damn it. I guess we'll have to go back in time and open a brewery five years ago. Yeah. Dumb. <laughs> I hope somebody out there benefits from this idea, though. And you know what? And if they do, throw us a bone. Yeah. Let us know. Throw us a bone. Let me let me know. Just just say, hey, Steve was smart. <laughs> and Adam was <laughs> there, I, too. Yeah. That's all I need is just like, I just, my whole life runs on validation. <laughs> hey, you know what? And sometimes that validation comes in four-pack or t-shirt form. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I need. Any anytime, hey, I only make fucking two bucks on the two t-shirts we sell, right? That's true. But that's still validation. So that the fuels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh and shout out to uh to Bashline. I was wearing a uh, Hop Nation USA t-shirt yeah. on the latest podcast. Yeah, Bashline was wearing one and then uh uh Bigfoot Benjamin. Yes. He got his stop drinking trash shirt. I saw that. That was good. <laughs> still curious where that shit and fired went. Yeah, who got that shit and fired though? <laughs> Almost willing to put out a bounty. Not. <laughs> I might. I might. Yeah. So yeah. I'll throw a dollar out there. So uh, so, I guess we'll just wrap this segment up. Yes. Real quick though, but like we already said, it's going to be a glue club series. Mm-hmm. But say you could scoop up a bunch of board apes. Yeah. Like, is there is there a base style? <sighs> how how would you really just kind of? express the board ape fucking ethos as a beer can. <laughs> well, it, if it's going to be, as you say, the gloop glop, yeah. it's going to have to be a sour. Yeah. I, and if it, if you're doing the board apes, I mean, banana is the easy one. Yeah. Uh, but board, I don't know what, to me, board. Also, yacht club. Remember that. Oh, board, that is true. Yacht, yacht club. So if you did a banana coconut, I'd go with that. I think that's a good place to start. I, I, go th- banana I, th- coconut. I think you're right. Just like a a a banana gloop glop base, mm-hmm. and then just add a bunch of adjuncts for every variation of an ape that you have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you don't have to justify anything either. Be like, right. eh, it was computer generated. Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, that's the other thing. You could just have a computer generated adjunct list. Yeah. Just spin the wheel. <laughs> spin the wheel. What goes in this shit? Yeah. Strawberries, I guess. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Coconuts in this one. Strawberries in this one. <laughs> Fucking go to town. Cigar butts. How'd you get in there? Yeah. We got this short. We got this shit sorted for the, yeah. <laughs> for the remainder of the year. <laughs> Brewing schedule done. Done. Easy. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to do something like that. And, and that's the beauty of it is you don't have to justify it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think like... If you had a bunch of crypto punks, that's a style of like it's like an eight bit style, mm-hmm. the artwork. So like I feel like crypto punk maybe is worth looking into maybe doing an older style as a base recipe. Okay. Or even like maybe a British ESB. Oh, ooh. Okay. Because yeah. it's like it's got like a throwback to the sex pistols, you know, yeah. the artworks throwback. Mm-hmm. Do like a British ESB. B, and then again, fucking spin the wheel on adjuncts. <laughs> right, right. Oh, that oh, that would be interesting. Has anybody ever done an adjunct heavy, like uh, a bitter or an ESB? I've never looked into it, and I feel like it's got to be out there. 
I, it, I'm sure it exists. I don't know why anybody would do that. Right. Well, I mean, why would somebody make a marshmallow coconut fucking touche <laughs> pilsner? Touche. But we've had it. We have. So. <sighs> and again, again, this is the way you stand out. Because mm-hmm. if that doesn't exist in uh, abundance, mm-hmm. then you can be the first brewery to have the crypto punk British ESB adjunct. <laughs> Ah, that's a good idea. Damn it. We're going to have to scrap this whole segment. We have all these ideas and none of the money. (laughs) Son of a bitch. I have three kids and no money. (laughs) Why don't I have no kids and three money? Uh, Well, what do you say we go to the podium? Yes, let's come back. Or should Um, we talk about this beer a little bit more? I, we can talk about it a little bit. Nothing. It didn't change too too much for it, me though. It really didn't. Uh, I, I, let's talk about it as a summer drinker. Yeah, I I think that this is a good summer drinker. In so much, after you're done cutting the grass, your second beer. Okay. Uh, your first beer is obviously going to be a very light, you know, a pilsner or a macro or mm-hmm. something like that, just to, to cut the sweat. Yeah. But once you know your heart rates come back down a little bit. I could definitely see this one being on the menu. I've heard good things about, uh, as far as summer drinkers go, Ellicottville has a beer out there called uh, Mo Master. Oh. I've heard good things about it. Oh, okay. Might have to get in on that. You might you might like it, because it's supposedly an IPA, mm. but but it's not very uh, flavorful on the IPA part. Okay. So they it, it's one of those things that they just threw IPA to market. <sighs> So wouldn't that just be more of like just a pale ale, maybe? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's like a super pale, sessionable. Yeah. All these words that are being <laughs> used to describe something that doesn't require any of these words. <laughs> we still need to do a cold IPA episode. <laughs> no, we don't. Yes, we do. No, we don't. <laughs> it mixes everything that you love. <laughs> Does IPAs it? <laughs> and lagers. It's all the things you love. Hard no. <laughs> it mixes the things you love with the things I love. And, see, <laughs> and we'll see if we like it at all. <laughs> Can't we just meet in the middle at Stouts? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, Stouts is different. See? <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I, I could see this as a part of a drinking, you know, compliment. Yeah. This is not going to be your first one off the tractor. No. It's uh, like I was saying, I, I wish it was just a little lighter and a little cleaner. If it was more... In the realm of like Goza, mm-hmm. you know, usually I find Goza is a little lighter and crispier. You can throw a little salt in it. No, <laughs> no. But if, if it was just, yeah, if, if there's just a little bit, it was just a little bit cleaner. Mm-hmm. I feel like it would be really good for the summer. I don't think it's bad right now. Absolutely not. But if it was just like, just a little bit more refreshing. Yes. That's all I want. Just a little bit more. 15% could, more refreshing, please. Yeah, I could get behind it more, but. Unfortunately, I just can't. Sorry. Right. Sorry. A, uh, should we go to the podium? Yeah, you do podiums. Okay. Um, do you have an idea of what you're going to do? Oh, yeah, for sure. I can do that. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Uh, bronze, I'll put the Springhouse Rabbit Habit in. It's, I mean, like we were saying, it, it's fine drinker. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, it'll satisfy a lot of uh, sour drinkers. Yeah. It just wasn't completely for me because it's, you know, uh, uh, a sour. And it's more sour than it is the other adjuncts that I really want. Yeah. You know, there's a couple ways you can go with adjuncts of either they're really big and sweet and gross. It doesn't go that way. No, it does not. Or it's just like really big and fresh. Mm. And it doesn't necessarily go that way either. It doesn't go big. It goes, hey, it's sour. And then like 
pineapple and coconut are just kind of like, you know, jogging it in <laughs> at the back. <laughs> like, We're hey. here too. Yeah, exactly. So it's fine. I think a lot of other people would like this beer more than I do. So mm. that's, uh, that's the way it goes. Silver, I'm going to give to the hot sauce sandwiches. Mm. I think I enjoyed that beer a lot more. And I think it's just a really drinkable for eight and a half. It's a really drinkable beer, mm-hmm. but it's unremarkable because it's just a mosaic IPA. Eh, fair. You know, you, you get a shitload of those like everywhere. <laughs> like mosaic, it's Citra and Mosaic forever and ever. A mm-hmm. hundred years, Morty. A <laughs> hundred episodes, <laughs> Citra and Mosaic. <laughs> you know, it, so yeah, I kind of find it a dime a dozen. Mm-hmm. It's not bad. I think it's, you know, it's a little bit refreshing and for as big as it is, it's easy drinking. I think a lot of people will enjoy it during the summer. Nothing wrong with that. Fair. Just unremarkable. Gold, though, goes to the Honey Kolsch by Abjuration. And I, I again, contrarian in me, <laughs> says, don't fucking do it. But, yeah, it's uh, highly enjoyable. It has all the Kolsch-style notes that you would expect and want. Uh Surprisingly, <laughs> I, was, I was very shocked. <laughs> I, I thought, finally, you got those abjuration boys. Got them on a bad one. Nope. Nope. Slipped away. They can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then it just has those little extra notes of, you know, the honey sweetness and the floral notes. There's Yeah, there's just a little extra n- bits that set it apart from other Kolsch's. And, you know, that makes it worth seeking out. So, I like it. Gold medal. (laughs) So sad. Because I'm trying to get them. (laughs) (laughs) They're they're just one step ahead of us, Steve. Yeah. They just keep upping their game. Yeah. Trying to get them. (laughs) I guess it's my turn, isn't it? Sure. Uh, So, for me, I am going to put the the Dewey, um, the the hot sauce sandwich in the bronze medal position. And I, I feel that the reason why I'm putting that there is partly because of the style and partly because of the execution. Uh, I, I am not an IPA drinker to begin with. If you've heard more than one episode, you know that. Uh, but that being said, I also agree with what Steve said, that it is fairly down the middle. Uh, I could probably get a similar beer to this here in Pittsburgh just the same. That being said, if I am in Delaware, uh, I would definitely recommend this to an IPA friend of mine, whomever that may be. Uh, yeah, it's it's not an offensive beer by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but it's not for me. And there for who it is for, I think there's other versions here local that I would recommend. Silver medal position, I'm going to go Springhouse, uh, the Rabbit Habit. I, I like this beer, and I think I liked it for some of the reasons that Steve did not like this beer. Uh, I do like sours, and I enjoyed this. There was a bit of a separation between the sour and the flavors. I agree with that, Steve. But I liked it. You know, I didn't hate it. It wasn't. I don't think it was their best offering. Certainly not the worst either. It's a solid silver. But the folks in Abjuration got us again. They boomed us. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) They're just so good. They're just so good. Uh, No. Uh, Abjuration, once again, with their Honey Kolsch version 1.0. Uh, I believe that this is the summer beer of 2022. It's just right. 
It's a good drinker. It's a low EBV, so you could drink a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a light enough beer that it can be drank at most any opportunity uh, within the legal limits of the law. But it's still got enough, you know, flavor to it, interest in it, that you would come back again to it. Uh, it's not just a, just a regular-ass Kolsch. Those have their own merits themselves. I mean, well, I mean, just as a base style, Kolsch is really refreshing and easy drinking. Right. And so, the, like, yeah, you, you, the good ones are. Yes. And this know. one this one bumped it up just a little bit more. Yeah. This, with, one, with separated. The honey. Yeah. this one separated itself. So, yes. Yeah. And so for that, I think that's going in the gold medal position. Uh, and honestly, no homerism on that one. Yeah. If you If you tore the labels off, it would be the same. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it would be the same decision. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, we did our, you know, we, we did a little tour. We we took three different styles and, you know, sure, maybe that's fair, maybe that's unfair, that's whatever. But this is what we come down with. This is your summer drinker. You drink this. Yes. <laughs> and with Abjuration taking home two gold medals on this episode. Yes. That puts it ahead of Allagash White, which only took home a bronze. So <laughs> <laughs> From the World Beer Cup, so... <laughs> what utter bullshit. <laughs> so, uh, obviously, Honey Kolsch, better than Allagash White. <laughs> yes. Agreed. And don't listen to the episode where we gave Allagash White a gold medal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was last year's competition. Yeah. That's old news. Right. We'll pay attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> Look over here, not over there. Right. Uh, Make fun it. of the World Beer Cup. Don't yeah. <laughs> try to call us on hypocrisy. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact that I just might be drinking Allagash White <laughs> any day. Yeah, because uh, it is delicious. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we'll be fucking silly. <laughs> well, I'll be silly on my own time. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you want to be silly with us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA. That'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're, all, we're silly on all of those, except for Facebook is changing some fucking thing they said they're not doing podcasts anymore oh okay yeah, i don't know i'm not on there anyways right but yeah we'll have to find a i have to find a different way to promote on facebook there you go i don't know but yeah follow us there while you can and then if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the hop nation usa podcast every friday as you should then search hop nation usa on your favorite podcatcher like spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts. Anything that starts in pod or ends in cast or is Pandora, we're on all of those. Um, and then something else, there's like Radio FM, I think we're on. I'm sure Anchor is in there. Sure. Who knows? Yeah, we're on all that. And if you're on any of those platforms, leave a five-star review because... We are a $6 board ape, but they only let us spend five. <laughs> and that's a bigger crime than really everything that's going on with this <laughs> fucking Ponzi scheme <laughs> that enraptured the world for a year and a half, I guess. I don't know. I, it's just, it's done. It's over with. Yeah. This, this has got to be some sort of weird CIA psyop. Ah, wouldn't surprise me. Because it came out, Bitcoin came out of nowhere with the Satoshi paper. And like nobody knows who started it. <laughs> it just is. And then everybody started doing it. <laughs> like, don't you check? <laughs> like, that's one of those, that's something the devil would do. Oh. The devil. Oh, no. <laughs> would make something popular and then trick everybody into doing it. Oh, no. <laughs> you guys are involved with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just a tiny bit of conspiracy corner. <laughs> Man. 
I really want to just feed you a six pack of something and just let you loose on some conspiracy <laughs> stuff on a microphone. It's either conspiracy stuff or like you gotta go down to dispensaries. <laughs> go down to dispensaries. Yeah. Get get everybody, you know, torqued up where you need to be. Yeah. Set up a couple of microphones. Yeah. Have yourself a time. Wait till wait till they pass the uh, edible laws for PA and then we can really just get into it. <laughs> I mean, it, for me personally, I don't imbibe, but of those, yeah, edibles. Go edibles. Yeah. I'm Come not, on. Yeah. I'm not. That, that is the least intrusive. Yeah. Smoking is so bad for you. Anything. Smoking anything is bad. It's, it's true. Inhaling fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the only way to the only way to take in smoke is through smoked helices. <laughs> <laughs> or herbox or really just any smoked beer. So are we calling 11th hour dispensary now? Yeah, that's dispensaries. <laughs> <laughs> down to the 11th hour dispensaries they got that smoke <laughs> <laughs> all right uh we'll be back next week on with a very special episode we're on the road we are on the road yes check it out but Bye. until then uh find us buy stuff hop nation usa on the t public all one word yes I have some shirt ideas that I might get out. So I have some ideas I gotta feed you too. Cool. Because I have no I have no skills. I have a giant list of fucking right. shirts to make that I just <laughs> I We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. But until next time. I, I don't get arrested. <laughs>